In case you missed it, here are some video game and entertainment headlines from May the 12th, 2021. It's really early right now. Owen Eskett over at Polygon.com informs us that Halo's former creative director is leading a new studio that is already working on a big-budget, multi-platform game. Twin Suns Corp., founded by Tim Longo Jr. and veterans of AAA development, Hitman 3's executive producer, Forrest Swart at large, and Jeff Morris, a Gears War producer, expect to bring on 15 more seasoned developers this summer to help the studio build an exciting new IP franchise, according to a statement. I think we're pulling upon aspects of what we've done in the past that people will like and want to play more of, Longo told Polygon, but we're adding in some new things, fresh things, that probably won't be expected from us. We're taking some of the big aspects of things we've done in the past, maybe there's some science fiction, but when we're kind of setting things in a context that will be like, I think, pretty different and fresh. End quote. Longo's resume stretches more than 25 years with time at LucasArts, Crystal Dynamics, and then 343 Industries, leading production on Star Wars, Tomb Raider, and Halo video games. He was, until August 2019, the creative director of Halo Infinite, coming sometime in the second half of this year. Large, likewise, has two decades of experience in game development, most recently as executive producer with IO Interactive for Hitman 3. Morris served tours with LucasArts, Crystal Dynamics, and Epic Games, where he was a producer for Unreal Tournament and the first Gears of War title. Logo has worked with both Large and Morris in the past. Original IP is actually pretty sought after right now, Longo said. There's definitely hit-driven franchises that people like returning to, Call of Duty or whatever. However, what we've seen is that original IPs are actually trending as far as interest and investment right now, and that's a strategy that we were, to be honest, a little surprised by as we were starting to fundraise. It was a happy surprise to us because that's what we're most interested in. Next up, we once again have a very common name for all these headlines. We have Leanna Rupert over at GameInformer.com. Destiny 2 Season of the Splicer is officially live and brings with it an adorable baby fallen. An attempt to heck the Vex network and a chance to see a different side to a race that has been an enemy for far too long. While Destiny 2 crossplay is also on the horizon for the shooter's roadmap, it wasn't meant to debut so soon. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened when Bungie accidentally turned on this feature ahead of schedule. I noticed this last night when running the new season challenge, but honestly didn't think too much of it at the time. It didn't even register for me that this was too soon. But The Verge's Tom Warren had no such thoughts and shared a video clip showing Stadia and PC players taking to Crucible against one another. Cosmo had this to say, we are seeing reports that some players are able to get a sneak peek at crossplay. This isn't meant to be live yet and is not representative of the full experience. We will be implementing a fix to remove public access later this week, but in the meantime, feel free to partake. It looks like it's still available until Bungie issues a fix, so if you're curious about how the PvP experience changes with things like Crucible and Gambit, with the latter being a hybrid PvP and PvE mode, hop in, the proverbial waters are fine. Chaotic, but fine. As for Destiny 2 Season of the Splicer, the latest step for the story of Destiny 2 is available now. It comes with new six-player activity, new rewards, new challenges, and returning weapons that we all know and love. The Vault of Glass is also making its raid return for the first time. 
This next headline comes from Sharif Saeed over at VG247.com. Remedy, almost done with Crossfire X campaign, closed testing for multiplayer project Vanguard to begin soon. Remedy has shared a sizable update on the games it is currently working on. Remedy has revealed results for quarter one and fiscal year 2021. Alongside the earning news, Remedy also shared a few early details about what it's working on now that it's done with Control. First, the first AAA game published and funded by Epic Games is about to enter into full production. That project, which has yet to be fully revealed, is said to be Alan Wake 2. Remedy is working on another, smaller scale game, which entered full production some time ago. Crossfire X single player campaign, which you'd be forgiven for completely forgetting about, is also close to the end of its development with a release target sometime this year. Then there's Vanguard, Remedy's big free-to-play co-op project. The team has now defined many of the core elements and development is going well. Vanguard is currently being playtested internally and Remedy will soon expand to external closed testing. As for the control team, Remedy said many of those developers have moved to work on all other projects within Remedy. All in all, Remedy currently employs 281 developers as of the end of March which are distributed among those projects. In February, the developer raised $50 million from private investors, which will be spent on funding some of those projects and on better positioning the company to self-publish its games. As for when you can expect any of those games to arrive, Remedy said most of its revenue will be in the second half of the year, though that can only be royalties from Crossfire X. Now this next story is only video game adjacent, but Mitchell Clark over at TheVerge.com informs us that Target will stop selling Pokemon cards in stores. Target has decided that it's had enough. The company has officially confirmed to Bleeding Cool that it will halt the sales of Pokemon cards throughout the U.S. starting Friday, May the 14th. The retailer cites an abundance of caution for the safety of both guests and store employees and notes that it will still be selling the cards on its site. Currently, Pokemon cards and other trading cards are having a movement. People have swamped card grading companies, hoping to get a rating that makes their cards more valuable. And the Pokemon company has been rushing to print enough cards to meet the demand. It seems that all the big numbers around the truly rare original cards have caused a lot of excitement around new cards as well, but Target isn't feeling the hype. It's hard to blame the retailer, as the situation around the trading cards seem wildly out of control. People have reportedly been opening cereal boxes in stores to steal the included Pokemon cards out of them, and someone in Japan even climbed down a rope to steal almost $9,000 worth of cardboard cards designed for kids. Target has recently started limiting how many packs customers are allowed to purchase, and it's even threatened to get law enforcement involved if it found people camping out the, outside of the store again. There was also an incident at one of the stores where someone pulled a gun during a fight about sports cards. Those are your video game headlines for May the 12th, 2021. Now, real quick, new studios are always fun. Um, I'm excited for that team over there, Twin Suns Corp. So good luck to them. I'd like to see some new IP. I'm going to skip the talk. Well, I mean, Destiny 2 should have had crossplay a long time ago. I mean, if they can turn it on, I don't know what the holdup is. They're saying it's not the full experience. 
So I don't know what that means or what troubles they're running into. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. I'm sure Sony is forcing them to pay them to enable crossplay on their system. But you know what? Like if Sony's going to play that game and try to limit players from playing with each other, then I'd say they can go to raid solo or something. I don't know. I don't know what I would tell them, but I would say stop it. But then again, it's like, is the money there? Is it going to be worth your investment? I don't know. I think it's just dumb that they're charging companies for them to enable that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, the big thing that I want to talk about, um, let's go ahead and talk about Remedy. I am worried in this report, and of course this could just be um, talking with investors and stuff, but when they say that all the team from Control has been moved on to support all these other projects, that gets me worried. I love Control. I think Control is easily one of the top five games um, I have ever played. I love that game. I love it very much. I'm sad that they are not just jumping right into Control 2 unless the new Alan Wake is actually the sequel to Control. We did have some Alan Wake tie-in at the last DLC. Um, So I'm hoping whatever that story is with Jesse Faden, I hope that story continues into Alan Wake 2 and that the majority of that of the control team has moved over to Alan Wake. Um, Because if there is not a control 2 or if there's not a direct tie-in, like this is going to be, we know Remedy is setting up their own universe or whatever. So if Jesse Faden is not a playable character or not a main protagonist in Alan Wake 2, it'll make me very, very sad. So, all right, those have been the headlines. Um, I'm late for work, so I'll see you all tomorrow.